It's Britt Renee Lee. Welcome to The Glow Up. Today we are talking about power coupling 101. Great expectations. I once read a quote that said, treat a human being as they are and they will remain the same. Treat them as what they can become and they will become what they can become. Now, if you really internalize the message behind this quote and allow it to drive your interactions, you'll give more to and get more from your connections than you ever dreamed possible. Most of us got to where we are because there was a strong force behind us, stubbornly believing in us when we didn't believe in ourselves, taking no crap off of us, expecting us to rise up to be who we could be in this world. For me, those people were mostly my mom and my grandma. They planted the seed in me. They told me I was smart. And when I kicked and screamed about wanting to do things the easier way, they told me to take several seats in the back of the plane by the bathroom. (laughs) Okay, not really. They probably would have no idea what that even meant if they heard me say it, but you get the point. We weren't meant to level up alone. You were not meant to level up alone. As a matter of fact, I want you to think of three people right now who helped you grow in whatever way it was. Emotionally, spiritually, mentally. And no matter your relationship with that person now or those people now, I want you to send them a little love and gratitude. Because we all must be grateful to the ones who seeded our growth, no matter how painful at the time. To seed with good intention is to love. My husband Nigel and I were talking over coffee this morning during our daily power hour where we catch up and connect on the vision, our vision, our dreams. P.S. Power hour is an amazing tool for reconnection within your commitment. And I suggest it to every couple, every woman I work with that's seeking a relationship. But we'll go over that in greater detail later. Don't worry. Anyway, he was telling me how grateful he was for certain lessons I taught him over the years. And I expressed my gratitude for his lessons as well. And um, we got on the topic of nurturing the self so that you may nurture the other within a commitment and its importance even when it isn't really that comfortable for one or both partners. It's one of those tough lessons to learn. (laughs) One of the tough lessons that he had to learn specifically. I guess I was forced to teach him, right? (laughs) Because to love is not just to, you know, cuddle up next to each other and gaze in each other's eyes and just have someone to talk to every day. To love is to have someone to fulfill a purpose beside, right? Or to grow beside, to become your highest, best version with. And this got me thinking. Over the last couple years, I've had several female clients ask me, how do I get him to do this? How do I get him to step up as the higher earner I know he can be? 
how do I get him to work out and take better care of his body? How do I get him to realize what he does in bed isn't working for me and that I literally haven't had an orgasm in a year? These women tend to fall into a couple different categories when it comes to how they've been trying to motivate, okay? Some are passive aggressive, thinking if they give the cold shoulder and ignore him that their guys are going to snap out of it, buck up, and be better. Then you have those that are just passive, choosing to say and do nothing. Focusing on their laundry list of daily to-dos while crossing their fingers that one day, just maybe, things will be different and he'll change. Then there are the ladies who beat their men into submission, okay? Or at least they try. This means emasculating their men to get what they want via nagging, name-calling, defeating language, all things that scream, I disapprove of you. Okay? If you are a woman that has ever said something like, you need to grow some balls. <laughs> Don't worry. I've been there. I'm not pointing a the finger. There's no judgment. I'm just saying it's still emasculation. That doesn't really help the situation here, right? Did it help? Did it help? Okay. But not only that, and you're not only saying, I disapprove of you. You're saying, I disapprove of you and I struggle to see much more than your glaring failure to please me, to be the person I want you to be. Look, listen up, because I'm about to give you some relationship gold that could vastly improve not only your romantic relationships, but also your platonic or career connections as well. Humans are built for connection. We strive and we thrive when connected to one another when connected to people, especially who expect more from us, not less. And at this point, I feel like you're thinking, well, I do expect more. That's why I try to get him to change. Well, I'd argue that you'd, you want more. Yes, you want more. You desire an adjustment or an improvement. But having a desire and having an expectation that it will manifest into reality are two completely different things. When there's a desire, but no expectation that things are going to work out or go your way, that the relationship will indeed improve the way you'd like it to, right? There's anxiety and tension around the issue, which you'll respond to with aggression or fear and hesitation. Imagine two kids with the same goal. The goal is to get permission to have one cookie before dinner. Kid one already expects his mom to say no, right? He's like, uh, she's not going for this. She's going to say no. So here's how he handle it, handles it. Um, uh, uh, mom, do you think I could maybe have a cookie please, <laughs> or some other kind of weak request, right? While kid two is more confident and feels he deserves this cookie for whatever reason, he's just like that kid. He's that guy. And this is how 
he's going to get it. Yo, ma, let me have a cookie before dinner. I promise I'll eat all my vegetables, please. What's the difference between those two? Well, for one, it's confidence. It's confidence matched with an expectation that it's going to get done. My point is, you don't get the cookie by being bashful about wanting it or not expecting it to come to you. Being overly aggressive, bashing mom with a bunch of I hate you's and stomping out of the kitchen (laughs) or even simply just not asking. You get the cookie or whatever else you're looking for in your relationship because I'm guessing it's not a cookie. You get it by modeling your relationship and your life on excellence. Now we're going to dive into how to do that because it's not enough to just beat someone into being better. That's not how we get excellence. So how do you set a standard of excellence in your relationship? Well, to set a standard of excellence, you must tap into the power of positive expectations and proper seeding seeding like planting a seed positive expectation is another way of saying high standards with positive reinforcement while seeding is intentionally aligned action to achieve a particular outcome have you ever heard of the pygmalion effect the pygmalion effect otherwise known as the rosenthal effect after dr robert rosenthal is the phenomenon whereby expectation shapes behavior. One person's expectation for another person's behavior comes to serve as a self-fulfilling prophecy. In other words, higher expectation leads to higher performance in any interaction, whether it's personal or work-related in nature. doesn't matter. If you expect somebody to perform poorly, there's a high likelihood that they will. If you expect greatness, they will work to achieve greatness. If they hold you in a place of respect, mutual respect, love, you know, these type of situations, one person wants to be their best for the other. One person wants to impress the other, wants to be that person that the other one would be proud of, proud to have, right? Most times your man does want to be that for you. All right. So the Rosenthal effect was put to the test in the study where students took a test to identify growth spurters and their teachers were given the results. The names of the students who tested as those expected to do exponentially well in their classes. Over the course of the study, students whose names had been given to the teachers did in fact show significantly greater gain in performance over students who weren't selected as quote unquote spurters. Now to be clear, there was no test. These students were selected at random. Still, their teachers proved the point that when expected to achieve their highest potential, they did it. When expected to be their best, people will rise to the challenge. Only, though, if it's done the right way. We all inherently want to achieve our highest potential. Subconsciously, 
we all long for other people to recognize and help nurture that which is in us that we may not necessarily have knowledge of yet or know how to develop. So once you realize and decide you want to nurture your connection and power coupling, then what? That's when seeding comes in. In the case of the Pygmalion effect, here are four ways to seed and and see improvement in your partnership or your, you know, work relationship, your employee, your family member, whatever. But right now we're talking about a partnership. One, provide a safe, warm climate. Use kind words and friendly actions. Exude warmth and encouragement instead of delivering low blows that could knock the confidence out of someone. That's pretty clear, right? Yeah, that's pretty straightforward. Imagine the the kid who really wants to impress their parents, right? Who's always been encouraged for being smart and having all this ability to do whatever they want. Well, that's usually the standard that that child will strive to affect throughout life. Two, give more input. Instead of shutting down as a result of disappointment or frustration, take some time to cool down before coming back with constructive input. Constructive input doesn't seek to prolong the argument or hurt more feelings. It doesn't seek to reinforce why you're right and why they're wrong. The point is to inform. When we don't expect someone to hear us out, or worse, we don't expect them to succeed, we give minimal effort. What's the point in putting your energy and effort into something when you don't expect it to succeed? And that is felt on the other person's side, okay? So if you have high standards, you must also hold yourself to that standard with your communication by giving constructive input. Three, allow space for a response. If you want someone to win, you must first give them the chance. Give space for independent improvement while not breathing down their neck to see how they're doing, right? (laughs) Or throwing in your two cents every five minutes. Give a little bit of room for improvement. Then four, offer feedback. Praise and positive reinforcement go a long way for increasing performance, even when the action may not be yet calling for praise because it wasn't done right. (laughs) We tend to give more differentiated, varied, helpful feedback for the other person to better understand what still needs to be worked on when we want them to win versus giving up entirely and saying, it'll never be right. You just, just aren't any good at this. Want him to win, okay? Non-judgmental clarification. Examples of what to try next. Softness, encouragement. These are considered progressive forms of feedback. Seeds because feedback with the intention of healing or growing past a current unactualized state. Not to cause more pain or frustration. That's not what we're talking about. That's the wrong type of seed. There are 
plenty forms of seeds. <laughs> but we are talking about the seed that is actually going to lead to fruit. And seeding with the intention of healing and growing always bears an abundance of fruit in the end. Excellence at work and love with family. It can be cultivated and nurtured when you treat each interaction as a valuable seed. Treat one another not as you are, but as the person or the people you can become. When you model your life this way, you set a standard for excellence. Yes, it can be hard to just change your expectations of others, especially when they've already shown their asses in the past and you've seen so much of what you deem to be the opposite of excellence. But in relationships that bring joy and value to your life, it's worth the conscious effort to adjust your behavior to bring out the best in others through intentional aligned action steps. Like a big, beautiful oak tree, the hashtag power couple doesn't grow overnight. Regardless, our standards impact the quality of our relationships and our relationships impact the quality of our lives. So standards are too important to lead to chance. I encourage you to, instead of taking a person's mistakes, imperfections or just differences as testament to who they are and who they will always be and why it won't work instead of cementing them in that block give an amazing reputation for them to live up to instead use words of love and encouragement with positive and reinforcement as tools speak to the kings and the queens and those around you in turn, they'll appeal to the queen in you and not the person who triggers their insecurity. Doing it this way will allow you to readily look for evidence to support your beliefs that they can be great. And over time, those beliefs about self and other will become reality. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I know that it was quicker than the other ones, but I kind of wanted to keep this one concise because I know that it can get a little bit much if we go too deep into this. But don't worry, we're going to start breaking down these power coupling tools more in the future. So come back and see me. If you enjoyed this, please go ahead and follow the podcast um if that's a thing <laughs> i think that's a thing right um if you leave a review i'm going to shout you out on the next show so leave a review if you like the goddess glow up and please share share with people you think would benefit from these messages on conscious love and connection and i will see you next time until then continue to glow goddess bye